good to go? Okay. All right, guys. Welcome, everyone, to the Mid-Level Show. I am your host, Ben Rogers, and I am here, as always, with the Mid-Levels of Performance Medicine. As many of you know, we have locations in Kingsport, Johnson City, and Knoxville. And on this show, we're represented by each office. And uh, for me, it's one of my favorite shows, and I I hope everyone out there listening is enjoying this one. Uh, We have Fran Wilson, who's over in the Johnson City office. We have Amber Butler in the Kingsport office. And then, of course, we got Andy Rogers, who is in Johnson City uh, and divides his time in Kingsport as well. Um, we had a, an enormous response, um, on all of our socials, um, to this week's doctor's note and dictations podcast. And I really want y'all's opinion on it and just kind of what you took from it, because the response was super positive, uh, in most ways. And, and I think people really were craving something like that from someone like Dr. Rogers and, and Fran, I'll, I'll start with you. What was what did you take from this week's doctor's note? The main the main point I took out of it was to not be fearful, because if you do happen to get COVID-19, you're most likely going to be fine. Um, there are a lot of things that can be done. Call a knowledgeable, knowledgeable doctor such as Dr. Rogers or any of us at Performance Medicine, and we can prescribe things to help you get through it. And you want to go to the hospital as a last resort um, because The hospital, there's just a lot of problems with, um, as he talked about, like being put into some trial and maybe not getting the right medications. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. Obviously, if you can't breathe, you need to go to the hospital. But first, first call and see if you can take care of it. Being isolated at home, there are many things that can be done. Don't be fearful. You probably will not die from this. It's a very, very small percentage. Amber, why, why don't you give your two cents, kind of, you know, some of your key takeaways? You know, I know you've got a, a young family. What, what, what did you take away from this week's doctor's note? Well, I was very excited that he was doing another one on COVID because his last one just was so impactful. And I just in, I really enjoyed the uh, interview he did with the physician in Abingdon. Um, this is what everybody's talking about. This is what everybody wants to know about. And so um, it was very, uh, it's very practical and applicable, the the ways he gave a stepwise treatment plan, which I've actually used since Monday on, um, there's some some friends at church who um, it's kind of spreading in their family. The, the mother and father actually have gotten through it, most of it without any treatment, but there's some um, just family members, uncles, her father's actually in the hospital right now on a ventilator. And uh, one of those things where I was able to to kind of impart some knowledge about the treatment protocol, you know, and, and I knew about azithromycin, I'm very, you know, about that, but then the budesonide, adding that inhaler to me just was like, of course, like it's a steroid in the lungs to help decrease that inflammation. Yes. And um, just as Fran said, it really was empowering the knowledge that it gave behind treatment options that I wasn't aware of. Andy, what did, what did you take from it? You know, you might come at it from a different perspective. Uh, what were your thoughts as you, you know, watched the dictations video and, and read the article? Um, well, first off, can you hear me? I don't know if we did a test. Yes. Um, first off, I just want to say, wow, Ben, this hosting position for you looks good. Yes. Look at that hair. Good. <laughs> 
backing up, I tell you to do a spin right now. You've got, <laughs> we're all made pretty differently. I don't know if you notice me. I've got more of the curls. I got to get a, a little bit of waviness. But Ben, with that straight hair, good lord, you could throw that back in a ponytail. I'm going to call you David Beckham. Um, but I think you're doing a wonderful job posting seat. Um, not usually one to lose out to um, positions like that. I feel like I am a natural born host, but I do appreciate you joining in. This is really, really great. We get to talk as brothers now. This is just folks and listeners, viewers. This is what it's like at home for us, literally. And this is this in no way was a slight towards you. Um, if anything, it was meant to build you up even more. Um, you know, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Although, you know, Amber gave me great feedback, uh, on my, my last go at, as being the host. And I, I won't say that I was voted in by every, by everybody, oh, my word. but what is happening right now? <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to do this to a sing off and Ben. Yeah. Oh boy. No, no sing off. No sing off. I'm just kidding. I, I, I divulge or I, I, I digress. This, I loved this one. I'm glad we're bringing up COVID again because everybody's talking about it. It's my go-to first line walking to in the room. Hey, how's it going during the times of COVID? That's my go-to joke right now because it's, it's on everyone's mind. Um, what I got from this uh, has already been stated. Yes, we are very fearful. We already live in a fearful society anyways. Ex exploited by the media may not be a popular opinion, but True. Uh, it's for better TV. Whenever you're turning it on and seeing the normal healthy person who dies, the one-off case uh, where the 33-year-old with nothing wrong passed from COVID at the hospital. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a, it makes for good TV, but on the most part, just like you said, Fran, your chances of dying from this are, are, are slim when getting it for the for the person that is uh, keeping up with their immune system. So mm -hmm. vitamin D, I tell everybody in the room, my favorite vitamin, if I have best friend for a vitamin, is vitamin D. Uh, Dad actually just talked to uh, a hospitalist yesterday in the Johnson City area, and he's finding that most of the younger patients that are getting infected with COVID uh, and having symptoms from COVID are actually vitamin D deficient. So vitamin D deficiency, that's less than 30 on a vitamin D panel. Um, you're trying to get above 30 is optimal, but we try to get you between 50 and 70. You can't have enough of it. Get vitamin D, get on it now. That is not, uh, that, that's an easy thing to add. We do injections at the office, but I'd at least get on 5,000, if not 10,000 IUs a day and ramp it up during this craziness. Yeah, I, I, I took, you know, he mentioned CD and, and, and zinc in, in this article, and, and I've heard the same thing, Andy, from him that vitamin D levels uh, play a big role, especially amongst the people who, who do end up in the, in the hospital. Um, you know, it, I just found it, you know, one thing that I know you guys know about Dr. Rogers and, and, and I know is he's like, have a solution. You know, when a patient comes to you with a problem, they're there for solutions. And, and I think the big the big point of this doctor's note and the video that that went wild on Facebook was, hey, there's treatments out there. There's things we can do that really help with this. And and you know it, it, the response to that was was really um, really amazing in the sense that it, like a sense of relief. Like okay, you know there's things out there that are working. Um, there's things you can do, like Amber said with the was it the 
I can't inhaler, budesonide, the budesonide, which was a, a, a new thing apparently, at least in in mm-hmm. our world. Um, so so yeah, I, I just I I felt you know as you know a, a son as you know, just a, a citizen here in East Tennessee, as you hear these numbers increasing, I felt a huge sigh of relief uh, reading it and, and kind of getting his, his two cents. Um, next, I want to talk a little bit. I, should we go to the mask issue? Should, should that be? Oh, um, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, some of the feedback we're getting online is, is, is the question, you know, should I wear a mask? And the simple answer is yes, because you know, it's mandated right now. And, and we all need to follow along with that. And, and I think, you know, we need to be you know, super aware of other people's comfort levels. Um, from a provider standpoint, let's just say we need to wear masks. How do we do it in a way that's safe and, and healthy, not only for the person next to us, but, but for ourselves as well. You guys got to jump on in there. You know, whoever can go first. <laughs> I, okay. Well, uh, mass thing. I, I will, I will preface this statement before, before saying my answer. I have a hard time doing things when I don't see the point. So if I I have a hard time doing it. Like is this really saying what people are saying it's supposed to be doing preventing transmission of whatever I am carrying towards whatever you potentially could get from me. So I have a hard time with the, we've always been kind of taught that masks don't really do that much. Uh, just in the light process, yes, you wear a mask, so you're not getting respiratory droplets on the person whenever you're in a room, but we're not carrying around in 95 masks. They're not 100% protective. Anecdotally, um, I have a friend that works on the Marine base down in South Carolina. Um, shout out to Will. I don't think you'll watch this, but I hope you do. Um, he's a great PA down there. He said that it's mandated. There, these these uh, uh, recruits are coming from all over the country, and they're coming to one spot in the United States. They're coming. They're traveling by plane, by bus, um, and they are required to wear masks coming in because it is a government mandate uh, for these for these uh, uh, bases. And they're seeing upper respiratory infections dramatically decrease. So not related to COVID at all, but just upper respiratory infections in general have decreased. So that makes me feel like it's doing something. Um, so I, I'm more upon the point of what uh, Dad put in the note and what you just said, that it is a government mandate. Um, if anything, the thing I don't like is there's a lot of judgment about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. yeah. People care about your kids because you don't wear a mask. I disagree with that. I think it's more of a, of a choice for your health and what you see is actually beneficial and not beneficial. Um, outside, I do not get it. I, I, it to yeah. me, it's not helping. I saw people hiking on Roan Mountain with a freaking mask on, and I thought, I'm sorry, no, no. What? You're outside. They're driving in their cars with them on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think to that level, that's where I think it gets counterintuitive or even counterproductive because I totally agree in these high risk um, areas or if you're in a healthcare setting or like you said, first and foremost, we respect our leadership and our government officials and they have mandated it. So we're, I'm going to do it. Um, but, and I, but when you're outside in a public area, you can safely social distance. You're hiking where you're going to need more oxygen. Like by all means, I think you just need to, that could potentially be uh, negative there, you'd have some negative effects from that, especially, you, you know, no matter what kind of mask you get, you're not getting that proper oxygenation that you're going to get just from breathing. Um, so just, you need to be careful 
for that. There's so much controversial evidence out there. You can find whatever you want to find. I'm starting to believe you can find the, the, um, positive tests uh, results, the studies, you can find studies that in the very beginning of the year where it was um, not encouraged to wear masks because you're actually an unhealthier population when you wear masks. Um, so I just, I think that we respect our government leaders and they're doing the best they can with the information that we have that's ever growing. But by in by all means, I second Andy's uh, um, statement about when you're outside, you're so you're safely social distance, you're in your car, your own private vehicle, your home, please, you know, don't wear a mask. I even further that with, God, if you're not in someone's face, I talked with dad mm -hmm. about this two nights ago. He said, maybe to remind you not to touch your mouth, but your eyes, your eyes are absorbing just as many respiratory droplets as your mouth, your nose. So mm -hmm. you're still exposed, A. Um, B, it's when you're getting in someone's face. So if you're not directly screaming and sneezing and, and spitting in someone's face two feet away from them, mm -hmm. then you have very little risk of getting something from them. I've had even some people that have walked around with that'll hold their breath when walking around people. And I thought, okay, guys. Oh, good. <laughs> and that's, a, but that's another. How it works. Mm -hmm. it, it's, to me, it's very media-driven fear. It I is. Think. And what you just said is another also fear reducer. The fact is, and I was just looking at a study literally moments before we started this about um, how the, the um, like you were saying, droplet, it wasn't, it was 30 minute. There was this uh, trial where there was 30 minutes, no coughing or sneezing. And the, the transmission was minimal. No one, nothing was spreading. And it, so it's specifically through, it's not just the, by the air you're breathing or talking, it's the sneezing, it's the actual droplets. So that's another, um, way to reduce that fear. Fran, do you have something to add to that? No, they just, it's really not that hard to wear a mask Yeah, when you just pop into the grocery store right. or running errands. So I think everyone should just be respectful of others and just put it on. This will end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like he said, once we have herd immunity, this won't be necessary anymore. Mm -hmm. I, we I don't wear masks during flu season every year. Right. right. One thing I'm interested in is how do you, it feels like my mask gets dirty. <laughs> you know, should this be mm -hmm. something as, you know, people out and about, you know, going to grocery stores, going to work, do we need to wash our mask every single day? Um, most people don't have an N95 mask. I'm, I'm seeing most people with cloth, cloth masks. Is that something that needs to be washed every day? What, what's y'all suggestion for that? If you have any. I don't, I don't have a real suggestion. I know some people that have made their own mask with putting a filter in them like they have like a pocket on the inside and they'll put an air filter and they'll change out the filter oh that's interesting um, cleaning it's better than not cleaning it mm, um yeah, yeah. But, but as far as like a specific number of days i don't and amber frandy out there you go well <laughs> i think as well i do think you're right i mean i think especially because we are seeing yeah cloth masks i would wash them after use especially a long-term use if it's like as fran said which i completely agree with if you're walking into the store Brand, do you have your mask on? I just don't saw that. Um, you know, if you're going to the store, you're going, then, then, uh, you know, I think it would just be if you can see, like, if you have makeup on and you see that, and if you wear it for long-term use. Otherwise, I would say it's good for, you know, at least a couple trips. <laughs> I, I, I want to move real quick to, because, uh, you know, we're, time is, is of essence here. Um, what do you guys think about treatments? Um, he talks a lot about treatments in there. 
uh, he he seems confident in in the budesonide and in Z packs and uh, what y'all's thought, Andy? I'll, I'll start with you. Um, what did you think about what he said about the treatments for COVID nineteen? If if you do come down with it, I like it. Uh, treat early. It's taking a lot of times. I've gotten a lot of te- text saying, "Hey, do you offer rapid antigen testing?" And we don't do antigen testing at the office. We do antibody testing. Uh, but the antigen tests are taking three to five days to get back. Our goal is to stay out of the hospital. That is the goal. The, also, the hospitals are not overwhelmed right now in this area, in the Tri-Cities, um, in other more endemic parts they are, but um, treating early. I agree with him. It's worked, and we've done some. We've done some phone consults with patients that are waiting for their COVID results. They have every po- every possible checklist you could have. They check, and they've been in parts of the country with travel uh, with being in planes and we go ahead and treat them. And then we feel that we did one, um, I think three or four days ago, every symptom in the book, um, except for shortness of breath. She had no pulmonary, but fever, uh, headaches, myalgias. She got a COVID test. She had been in an endemic area out in Oregon. Uh, we went ahead and treated. So we went ahead and treated without the budesonide. So he was talking to me a couple of days ago about budesonide, pulmonary symptoms, hydroxychloroquine if they don't have any heart conditions that can cause arrhythmias. So the hydroxychloroquine, the Plaquenil, um, that's um, an anti-malarial drug, uh, which has shown in some, not in big studies to my knowledge, it hasn't shown. Yeah, I think there's controversy about using that, but um, we didn't use budesonide in two days. I talked to her two days ago, she's killing it. She's, everything's yeah. gone. So we, and we haven't even gotten the test result back. Um, so I feel like within these times, it's better to treat early. It's better on that end than waiting on the other end. That was so that was that would be I kind of treat patients how I'd want to be treated, and I'd want to tr- I'd want to nip this in the bud before going to the hospital or and being on a vent. I'm going to follow up on that, Andy. Uh, first, Amber, why don't you talk a little bit about the treatment as well, and then Fran, you go after her, and then uh, I'll I'll give my little two cents. I just, I completely agree. I could not shake my head more emphatically enough because treating early, I think, makes all the difference in the world. I, I really do believe that is what can keep you out of the hospital because, honestly, hospital, vent, my last resort. You know, I just do not, if I were to contract this thing, I would want to do whatever possible. So I just completely second that. And even to pre, you know, not, I say like, um, like a precursor to that treatment is keep up to date on your vitamins right now, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, like take them daily, you know, especially vitamin C and vitamin D. Um, but you know, uh, zinc is, is also helpful as well. Um, and, and just, you know, do the best you can for your health and treat early. Fran, do you have any like thoughts on the treatments? What's, what's your, what's your two cents? Um, the one thing that he did mention, he's like, if you do end up in the hospital, you ask for high dose vitamin C. Mm -hmm because it is working and also you know if you if you're fearful and you've been exposed you can get a vitamin c infusion at our office um you know there are ways to up your vitamin c and if you haven't been taking it it, it's it's very important and um the other one i would say is magnesium because magnesium can help um, raise your vitamin d levels so the two of them work in conjunction. So you also want to make sure you're taking magnesium to get your vitamin D levels up because vitamin D is very protective. And Fran, protect that gut. You love to protect that gut. Yeah. And it- you should be looking at, you know, right now we're worried about COVID, but there's so many other things out there that can get you. So you should be looking at your health and looking at your immune status, not just for this, but for everything. 
I, I, I love that you brought that up, Fran, because the underlying thing of all this that, you know, performance medicine, Dr. Rogers is coming from is take care of yourself. You know, if, if you're overweight, focus on losing weight. Uh, obesity is a huge risk factor. Diabetes is a huge risk factor. Um, you know, same with low vitamin D levels, but what I'm getting is, and I hope, you know, I, I hope if, if anybody gets anything from, from this mid-level show or from that doctor's note is, you know, really take, take audit of your own health. And now's a, now's the, the time, now's the time to really get yourself in shape, start eating right, you know, start supplementing with DC, zinc, and, you know, magnesium, like Fran said, you know, I, I really think, and, I, and I'm, I'm hopeful that so many people uh, really take this as a wake-up call that we need to get healthy as a country. Uh, we need to we need to lose weight, which I know is way easier said than done. And, you know, that's, you know, kind of the place that, you know, performance medicine kind of, that's where they come in. But uh, the, the other side of that is it, when he was talking the suggestions he made were the suggestions that he would give to everyone who works at performance medicine, myself as his son, his wife, you know, I, and I think people, I hope they take it that way. Like, uh, that it's not based on double blind studies or anything like that. He's saying, Hey, if I came down with this or whatever, this is how, this is how the route I would take. And, and I think that's, that's what made it super powerful. And I think that's why it really connected with people is like, okay, here's, here's what he would do. Uh, we trust him and it's what he would do for himself. And, and I find that, I find that really comforting. I I don't know. Did you guys get that vibe uh, at all? Mm -hmm. Like this is just, you know, how he would treat the staff, whatever. Andy, can you talk to that? I know you've talked to him a little bit on the side, uh, about this note and, um, you know, what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah. I, dad will not do anything to you that he would not do to himself. If he's taking you to take a dang vitamin, he's taking it. If he's telling you to intermittent fast, he's doing it because I've seen it. So it's not something that he's blowing out of proportion or saying, try this and he wouldn't do on himself. Um, yeah. Taking care of your health. Yeah, I agree. So I was the question more about like, do we have, tell me the question again? <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I wanted to see if you had anything to add to that because I know, you know, you guys have spoken, you know, provider to provider, you know, from that standpoint. And, and I didn't know if he, if, if you took it a different way, cause I'm more, um, layman's terms. No, Ben, you are not lame. Okay. Nobody thinks that <laughs> nobody said that you're not lame. <laughs> be a PA or an MP to not be lame. Okay. That's cool. Okay. No, I, I agree. The randomized control trials take a long time. The double bind studies take a long time. And um, we have tools that are working and you, and you might as well treat. That's what I think. Uh, especially in these unknown times, I will say for like a vaccine coming out, I'm going to wait until it's known to work. Yeah. For, I do not want to be a guinea pig for that. So that's just more of a personal preference. Um, I think we'll know inf more information whenever it's coming out. But um, uh, I agree with you. Go ahead and start trading, and we and we have the tool to do something right now. Um, do get your information from a vetted source, please. Oh, get it from a vetted source. Look. Oh, hey, sweet baby, Ben's here to stay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
No, guys, we, we do need to, to, to wrap up here, but, but before we do, I just want to, I just really want to acknowledge all three of you for, for being here today, because I, I know the amount of time this takes and I know how busy each one of you are. Um, so thank you guys for, for spending the time here on the mid-level show and, and giving out this great information, giving out, you know, your two cents and your perspectives on the things that, you know, Dr. Rogers is talking about and the things that performance medicine are all about. Um, I really appreciate it. I know the listeners do as well. So, so thank you. We're going to wrap up there guys, uh, to all our listeners. Thank you so much for, for being here and, and supporting what we're doing at performance medicine. Um, if you want to catch that video, that video will be linked up, uh, here on the podcast. And, uh, I hope you guys will, will check that out. Uh, we got a little brief appearance from Dr. Rogers there. Uh, everyone, thank you so much. See you guys. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.